And welcome to this week's episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig, and I'm sitting under this big, gigantuate moose head right now. Yeah. So it's kind of a, kind of, um, kind of nice actually. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. So we're sitting here on a, another gloomy Monday. Mm. And, um, still the temperatures are in the 30s. It's a misty, damp, um, what what do you call it? Just dampness out in the in the air. It's just it's just weird. It's it just looks a weird like a here. scene. Like you look outside, and it looks like a scene from Scooby Doo. Yeah, or The Walking Dead, or something like that. <laughs> right. You know, it's like I I don't know. This is just the craziest weather I've ever seen. And um, but uh, you know, to get our to get our life perked up mm. and mm-hmm. to get us going, uh, Willie stopped by um this morning, had a little conversation. His wife Faith made these amazing chocolate chip cookies. I'm eating one, and he's eating one right now. So good, and I had one, and so they really, they were really, really good. So thank you guys uh, for that. And on top of that, we are drinking. I, I don't know what you even made, but it's superb. It has to be Black Rifle something, right? <laughs> it's Beyond Black. Okay. Yes, Black Rifle Beyond, beyond Black. Black. That's my favorite. So I knew it was something with super, a super with a shot of murdered out. So <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that, right? So. um but yeah, we've, uh, do we still have some of that possum coffee? Oh yeah. Cause I, I, I know I took some of it home, but. I did too, and we yeah. still have some. Okay, awesome. We'll have to try that again. We'll have to make that again. Cause that stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. That was the, uh. Um, Very good. What was the name of that? It was the black. The, well, the black. one was Roadkill. Roadkill, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The Roadkill was really good. Yeah, it was really good. This guy is stuffing his face full of chocolate chip cookies right now. There's one more out there. I'm really tempted just to go get it. You should go get it. I mean, there's mm-hmm. one more left. I mean, everybody rifled through those cookies like, you would not believe they they were they were those were almost like bakery type cookies. I mean, I know she baked them, but right, they were really good, very good. So, um, I'm in my office earlier, and um, <laughs> this guy here is just crazy. He, I, okay, I got here early. He came in about forty minutes later, and um, I mean, he came in on time, but I was I got here earlier today, and so I hear him sigh, and I was like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "I'm tired." And I'm in my office thinking, how can this cat be tired? He's like 38 years old and, you know. Almost 39. Yeah. And so he says, well, you know, I had a nine mile run yesterday and, and he's going through all this stuff. And I was like, well, that's like a self-inflicted gunshot wound right there mm-hmm. to run nine miles on a treadmill. So that's not the story. Here's the story. He looks at me. It was a good run. And he says, my body. Has a battery. I did not say it like and that. And the battery is at 28%. Did not say it. And like I said, that. your body has a battery and your battery is saying your life is at 28%. So what happens when you go to zero? Do you just stop and we have yeah. to reboot you or reboot. do we recharge you? Do we take the batteries out? Now, what kind of batteries are these? Are these like double A or the alkaline? Yeah. Okay. Explain. So I'm totally befuddled. I didn't by this say anything thing. about my body has a battery. I oh, said my body battery. He said my body has a battery. Don't say that. So you make up so I, much. I bull. turned him around and raised the back of his shirt, and sure enough, he's got this little thing with <laughs> slot. You got to be careful though, because if you break that lever to get in, it, then you got to order a new one. It takes a while. Anyway, explain your whole. All right. So I got. I made the the jump and got a new watch. Um, stuck in, I stayed in the Garmin range. I, I was running a Garmin Instinct, which is a really good. Uh, it's more of a base base level watch. It's really bulky, though. I got it because of how durable it is. It's more of like a G Shock. You know, a lot of the military guys wear the G Shock. Yeah, when did you get this watch? My new one. 
Mm-hmm. It's been a week and a half. And um, pricey? It's pricey. Like more than $25? Yes. So it's not like a Casio we're talking about. No, it's not a Casio. Okay, so more than 40 More than 50 Yeah, anyway, so my watch... Um, more than 60 Yeah. You, more than 80 You're going to be a while. 100 2 3 5 there's under five. Thank you guys for joining us to Grounded because I didn't know, know that I'm sitting across from one of the richest guys in Richwood. Yeah. Oh, my and word. I took Christmas money and bought it. You, you don't get Christmas money? Yeah, but anyway, the story goes. <laughs> he is, he is, he's baffled. I'm baffled. So the reason I I made the jump to this five hundred dollars it was less than five hundred dollars okay four ninety eight ninety nine I'm just kidding okay um anyways so wow. the the main reason that I I made the jump to this watch is because of how much running I'm doing and this one is specific um has a lot of let me put it this way I've never spent five hundred dollars on shoes total in my entire life shoes yeah shoes so that well, we're goes, talking about watches I know okay go for it I'm, I won't interrupt you anymore go for it. But I I do love my running shoes. But anyways, um, the reason I bought this watch was because of the different um, um, features that it had when it comes to running and, and training for um, half marathons, marathons, and all of that stuff and um, and, and te- teaching you kind of about your body and, and all of that stuff. So I've been wearing it at night, and um, and it gives me my sleep score. It sounds like one of those Tempur-Pedic mattresses or something. It's like improve your sleep score by, but it gives me my sleep score. My sleep score last night was fifty-four out of a hundred. It said it was poor. My quality was poor because you're up uh, twelve times a night. To I did dog. get seven hours and forty-seven minutes of sleep, and so it says non-restorative. That's the definition of my sleep last night. So what it does that mean? It, like... it wasn't restoring. It says you slept long enough, but not well enough to bring your stress levels down overnight. You might feel higher stress or fatigue today. So pretty much the watch is a very discouraging message. It, it, it has it, been. Yeah, okay. It has been. It's got, it gives me this little cute um, graph. So you paid $492 to get discouraged. This is awesome. Keep going. <laughs> um, but it tells me my restless moments. It tells me my resting heart rate, um, how much my bar, my battery, my body battery charged overnight. Um, my, my body has a battery. Okay, go for My it. average respiration per minute, my breaths per minute. Uh, my what lowest. is your breath per minute? I'd like to know that. Does it tell you? So my average overnight was 13. 13 breaths a minute? My low was 11. Okay. Um, I had, like, and so it will break me down. Um, in <laughs> Don't bring me down, down. <laughs> um, wow. That's what my watch has been doing. It's been bringing me down. Wow. This is like the voice of Satan attached to your arm <laughs> right? right here. <laughs> so it breaks it down in like um, the different moments. So you've got deep sleep, light sleep, the restless moments, and awake. And so in my time last night, I was in deep sleep for an hour and 47 minutes total. Total. Well, that's not terrible it's not I awful guess. i mean deep sleep is light sleep was four hours and 50 minutes okay my restless moments was it's probably when the alley was like kicking me in the ribcage or something or jasper's wanting to go out uh yeah i probably heard the bell in my sleep an hour and 10 minutes restless moments and i was awake for 26 minutes mm. 
How does between it know me that and you're actually awake? I, I don't I don't understand how it knows all this stuff. Well, that one's pretty easy because I get up and start walking. How does it know when you're no. not? What like, if I'm sleepwalking? What if you're? What if you are? How does it know that you're deep sleeping? Like how does it know that? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what happens I think, between you. Difference between you and me. My watches are like thirteen dollars at Walmart. You know, it just pretty much tells the time. Yours actually tells you everything about yourself. And, oh yeah, no, it's got a pulse ox on it. Like I can I can check a my, what? my pulse ox. Pulse oximeter that that does your like I had I'm I'm really familiar with pulse oxes with my whole ordeal in my state. Oh, you're like it's your oxygen level. Okay. So now I will say, ever since my um, extended vacation stay down in Dublin, yeah, um, you know they like your pulse ox to be um at a hundred. Okay. I don't know that I'll ever be back there. I don't know if I've just. I don't got know that if I've much. ever been at a hundred when I put those things on. I don't know that I've ever got um. I actually, I think every time I put one of those on, I, I'm like a 92 or three. Oh, wow. Sometimes that's, 95. That's low. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 95. You know, I have the lungs of a 12 year old. You do have though. the size of a lungs of a 12 year old. Not sure if everybody else in podcast land knew that, but now you do. Now you do. Craig has little lungs. I've got little lungs that they never like developed greatly. Yeah. And I'm just little. So, so you got my lungs, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But yeah, no, since I had that, that ordeal with my lungs, I don't know if it's right. scar tissue or what, but you know, I, w- I would run over, you know, over 95, 98, right, right. Up to a hundred. But now I think I've hit like a hundred once or twice since I've checked and I don't check it like I used right, to, right. but, but now it's on my wrist and so I can check it every now and then I checked it earlier. 95. So I'm interested every now and then I'm going to ask Brandon how his, Batteries doing in his body, so that was yeah. just that so, was new, that was totally new for me today. My 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 chin hit my desk when he told me that. He so, was looking at me like, <laughs> so my average awake respirations is thirteen as well. Is that's, that good? That's pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it should be. I feel like that's low, but it must not be. So, did you just get the watch, or did Allie get one too? Or no, it was just me. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I have another question. Not to change the subject. Allie's got a Garmin as well. Hers isn't this. This is intricate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She only got the $22 watch. No, she's had hers for, uh, I bought it for her for her birthday last year, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is coming up again. Coming up here in a month. So, Less good question. Much. When is Groundhog Day? Friday. This Friday? Yes. You know what my wife told me the other day? What? She was like, um, Friday, we're going to have to, you know, get the kids watching a movie or something, get them in bed early so we can go down because see Allie will fall asleep watching movies if it's too early right so she's like we're gonna have to have an adult movie night because I've yet to watch Groundhog Day all the way through really she has I've I've watched it a ton of times so she's wanting to try to stay awake for it so because you know they air that thing that movie is crazy it it's is, crazy it is I love it when he's sitting there eating ice cream and french fries and hamburgers yes. and donuts and cramming that stuff with in his the cigarette. Mouth. Yeah, Smoking and she's cigarette. like, "Don't you worry about cholesterol?" He's like, "No, I don't worry about anything." He's 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 like, "I'm a god." She's like, "So you're saying you're god?" He went, "No, I'm not saying I'm a god, um, uh, the god. I'm saying I am a god, and nothing can happen to me." <laughs> <laughs> There's so much wrong about that movie. So much wrong about that movie, but you enjoy that, so. But um, just like Groundhog Day, I keep going back for more. Yeah, and um, so Friday, if he sees his shadow, what does that mean? I don't know anymore. I mean, isn't isn't he destined to see his shadow because of all the lights they have and everything? I mean, it could be cloudy as it is out there right now. If he now. doesn't see his shadow, what does that mean? That means... We have more winter? No, I think if he sees his shadow... 
there's seven weeks more of winter or whatever, six weeks, whatever it is. And if he doesn't see a shadow, it's going to be an early spring. Really? Yeah. So we want him to not see a shadow. I have, I'm ready for that. I haven't seen my shadow forever. <laughs> no, I mean, there's been like zero sun. <laughs> like I said, I um, heard something this morning. We've had six hours of like sunshine in central Ohio over the last 15 days. Like that's it, they said. So. Yeah, when it comes out, we're going to have to... No wonder your your battery's at 28% in your body. Well, that's what I told you the other day. You were complaining about, you know, the clouds and all that. I'm like, bro, you need to go take some vitamin D. Okay, so I don't really complain. Or drink Sunny D. I don't really complain. I, I, I state facts. I guess. <laughs> he looked at me like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to need more coffee. <laughs> so we... um. Here we are. Uh, we're sitting in your office again, and I don't know how we changed venues, but we did. I don't did, know. I so. kind of like it. Do you? Do you? Yeah. I mean, I'm good with it. I mean, you're sitting in my lazy boy. Yeah, I know. I may go. I may fall asleep here, so it might just be grounded with Brandon before this is all over with. So I'll tell running stories. Okay. Well, then I will be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh wow. So um, I sent we... you a, a meme the other day. You never responded to it. That was very really? disappointing. I mean, I um, about the runners, it was a guy like, um, doing, uh, what was it? He was like, um, doing uh, snow blowing snow. Yeah. And it said, did I not send it to you? There it is. And it said, runners be like hashtag shorts weather. And it's like winter time and it's like, he's blowing the, the sidewalk off with a snow blower. And I sent that to Craig and it says runners be, runners be like shorts weather. And I said, or tights. I just, oh, well, here's my response. I put, ha ha. Those pot pies are really good. So yeah, I combined you, the two. You were, yeah, you were in the midst of making Marie pot Callender's pot pies. And if you've never had Marie Callender's pot pies, you need to try them. I'm telling you, I, or Marie Callender's anything. Yeah, I mean, um, so I watched a whole episode, like a documentary on yeah. her. Did I tell you this? No, I don't think so. Okay, so I watched this whole documentary on her. So apparently she's this fa- fabulous cook. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember where they're from. I'm going to say it, but it's probably wrong. Pennsylvania or someplace like that. And so um she opened up this little tiny restaurant, like this hole in the wall, because her husband said she needs to um, make food. And so she would make certain types of food. One of the things that she made were pot pies that people couldn't get enough of. Them. I love pot pies. And so um her husband signed this contract thing where – like I'm like the guy's a genius because like he signed it like you can't change anything about her pot pies for like 200 years. Oh wow! So they signed this thing so when if they're gonna copy and put her name on it, it has, it has to, to be, be her recipe fresh. The vegetables have to be fresh. The um the chicken has to be fresh. That's what the makes turkey. them different is exactly right. Yeah. Because if you actually bite into the pot pie and you're and you're you're getting um you know you're you're tasting like the uh, carrots or the peas. or whatever peas whatever she peas has in, in the there. pot pie. Um whatever she has in there they don't taste processed cuz sometimes right. if you taste like okay I'm not Stouffer's. bashing stofers but yep. I've had That's them where I and went. um you know they're they're good yeah. but they're not great. And their carrots taste processed. It's like, oh exactly. man, this is almost a, didn't even taste like a real carrot. So, um, but Marie Calendar, it's like, it's like grandma just baked a pot pie oh, and pulled it out of the oven. And, and I can't tell you how much my wife loves those. She, I mean, she told me, she's like, if anything ever happens to you, I'm going to go to the store and buy like 30 of those, put them in the stove, put them in the freezer. And that's what I'm eating every day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but they're they're really good and um so this whole thing talked about her um 
this is what this is what they said. She was the first person to introduce a buffet. Okay. She would make the food, home home style food, and it was um, you know, fried chicken, mm-hmm. whatever else she made and all that. And she put it out in a buffet. And that's how she did it because she thought it was easier than just taking people's orders. She could just make food. Right. For like, she's like a big family and just keep making it. And so that's what she would do. That's awesome. Yeah. So Marie Callender. So if so, you haven't tried her pot pies, you, you need they to They are very good. Yeah. And I found and they're, out. They're in the green packaging. So don't the go green for packages. the red. Go for the green. They've got the smaller ones. Then they got the medium size one. Then you can actually buy the full size pot pies. I think they actually had them on sale the other day. I should have bought one. They, they did have them on sale because yeah. I bought, I bought several of them. Yeah. So Marie Callender's husband is kind of like God. <laughs> you about just spit your coffee everywhere. Cause he's like, he's like, okay, you can do this. But if my name's on it, if her name's on it, you can't change it. Exactly. That's what God says with his word. He's like, um, can't change it. That's a pretty good. So Marie Callender is, you know, yesterday, today, and forever. Right. Or at least 200 years. And, um, at least 200 years. But God's word is the same yesterday, today, and for, forever. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, you're right about that because, I mean, talk about being ingenious, being ingenious because his whole philosophy was that she's not going to be around and we're not going to be around forever. And I don't want people to think and talk poorly about her right. name. Absolutely. And that's what he did. Absolutely. And he actually, his statement was 200 years from now, they probably even going to be making them anyway. Right. But she's been dead for 30 years. So I was going to say, yeah. So we got 170 more years to go. There we go. Before they start changing it. But I, I, but I. That'd be a great meal. That'd be like a great carb loading meal pre race, like the day before a race, long run or something. Here's the thing on that, too. I mean, the carbs are higher because it's pot pie. Right. But it's not like over, over. No, no, no. no. I mean, we're talking maybe 50 carbs, but did you know it's 30 protein grams? 30 grams protein. Uh huh. Because there's so much that's chicken actually, in there. I'll say that's really high in protein. I don't get that in a protein shake. Yeah, it's really high in protein, and plus it's very balanced too, you know, and plus you get that, you know, it's just really good. So, yeah. but I encourage you guys to try it. I mean, I don't know how we got off on that, but there we go. There we go. Pot pies. We, Pot pies. Responding to your message. So. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot too. So yesterday, before we get into everything, um, Cindy Brown, she listens and she comes up to me and she's she told me this possum story that happened to her and oh my. really good. I, that and, was hilarious. Yeah, where I grabbed her leg. and So it was, you know, we haven't talked about possum for a couple of weeks, so let me just... Did you see the one in front of my house? I didn't. It's gone. Did you, I thought no, you took there. it. No, it's there. It's there. Oh, I didn't see it. I thought maybe you scooped it and put it in the freezer. I was going to and save it for you, but I thought, you know, it was really kind of wet and his Whoa. hair was matted up. But that doesn't matter. What's If his eyes are still, uh, his eyes are still, uh, got liquid in him, we're good. Okay. Well, you, you know, know, he's still, there's li- as much rain as we've got. There's liquid in his eyes. As long as his eyes aren't crusty, we're good. But anyway, she told this story. It was very funny. So then I, I told her something about, you know, a possum and she didn't believe me. So I pulled you out, remember? And about the tail. Yes. And he says, or she says, she just, she's like, are you telling me the truth? Cause I told her you could cut the tail and you could put them in the oven and you can make these like chip things out of the tail. She's looking possum at me chips. and I told her, I said, uh, yeah, the possum chips. And I said, no, I said, I, I'm 100% teasing you. So, um, she sent me a text last night telling me that she, uh, told her mom that. And then she played that part where you and I were trying the, uh, candy canes and she said her mom was gagging. Her mom was gagging. That's awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, but uh we haven't had much possum lately, you know. We're I guess we're out of the the, the season of possum, but um you know, we're I, we can still cross our fingers cuz we got our mugs, we got our coffee, we, we got, got our, our mugs, uh, we got our coffee. We've got the church potluck coming up this coming Sunday at 5:30. Oh, yeah. I I've got a feeling we're going to have some possum. I got a feeling that that there's yeah, I th- I think there's going to be some possum there. I'll tell you what, if you actually had it, I mean, the candy canes don't count because they literally tasted like garbage. I mean, it was garbage. I mean, literally. Um, the garbage can to your mouth. I mean, it's exactly <laughs> what it tasted like. So I've yet to drink out of that mug again because Molly. I washed we, it. No, you've drank out of it. I washed it for you. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Because Molly, uh, we gave. That's the one I had in here the other morning. I made you coffee. But. Even though I wasn't here. But she dropped the candy cane in then since then. No. She hadn't? Mm-mm, no, I took the candy cane out and washed it oh, for you. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. You Thank drank you out of it. Okay, awesome. Well, Molly, we gave her a candy cane, and she kept it in her car, and she <laughs> took it out. She said her car still st- smells like she wants to sell her car now. and so, But she dropped that candy cane back here at church and into my coffee mug. Put it mug. in your coffee mug, and your coffee mug stunk. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, I was like, oh, smell this. And he was like, oh, it smelled like garbage. It did. Yeah, so switching gears, we should probably get on to the topic of the day. Why? I don't know. I don't either. Okay. Okay, yeah, so anyway, we had a, I thought we had a good day yesterday, good spirit. It was. New faces, and always good to see new faces. Exactly. um, You know, looking forward to getting over the the weather. Heard a lot of people were sick yesterday, too. I mean, after church, I was told there was five or six different people that were sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of that, that crud's going around, I think. Cross my fingers, I don't get that. Right. I don't want that at all. So, but yesterday, uh, you know, we're still in our series and, uh, that was week number four, correct? Of, of our series. And, uh, so we're talking about take, uh, taking a leap. And, and I think some of the things that we've talked about have been, um, you know, very important about taking a leap in because we do need to take a leap. We need to take a leap and taking a leap, uh, for me is, um, like what we've talked about with the whole Indiana Jones thing, you know, where he, right. he actually steps out in faith. I, I, am I wrong? Isn't it a blind step of faith? It is. I mean, it's like you're walking well, off the yeah. edge of a cliff and because I, I, I let me just put it this way, following God is a is a step of faith. Yes. If you try to outthink God or you try to put it in your human understanding then you're 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 never going to take that step of faith and you're always going to be reluctant. And so, um I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm 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 actually going to say it's going to be the hardest thing you're ever going to do is to take a leap and take a giant leap into the uh vast darkness and you don't know where you're going to land right. and trust that God is going to get you. Right. This is this is yeah, really that, tough. And um and I've never really thought about it this way until last week, and you and I were in the midst of the podcast, and you, we don't really kind of talk about what we're going to talk about. A lot of the things we talk about just we kind probably of come should, up. but we don't. No, no, we shouldn't. That's what okay. makes that's what makes it podcast gold. That's what. <laughs> okay. Not that I've ever had anybody tell us that that we're podcast gold, but anyways, you know, I was thinking, and I've thought about this since last Monday too. Of you know that that verse from Psalm of Your yeah. word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Right. And, you know, if we're using God's word like that, right, we still may only see the next step or two. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, kind of that, that leap of faith where we're just allowing God to right. guide us in the direction he wants us to go and trusting him. Exactly. And that's, that's sometimes the hardest when we can't see the entirety of the path or we can't see the finish line or, exactly. or, or anything like that. And so 
when we're when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We think yeah. we understand God. We think we understand Jesus. But then we get to the Holy Spirit, and kind of everything jams right. up for us. And um, I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that we probably take the Holy Spirit for granted. And one of the reasons why we do is because we just don't understand Him. Right. And therefore we hold him back mm-hmm. because you can actually stifle the Holy Spirit in your personal life. You can stifle the Holy Spirit here at church. You can stifle the Holy Spirit wherever you go. How about A.W. Tozer? I like A.W. Did you like that? I, I do. I've got a few books of Tozers and they're really good. I ought to get back into them. I've got one on prayer and one on, they've kind of taken a lot of his, his collective works mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and they've got like one on worship. And, and so it's got different chapters of, of different stuff. Right. And so, yeah, A.W. is good. You want me to read it? No, sure, go ahead. You're looking at me like, okay. no, I thought you were going to say something else because you were, you, um, you were talking about books and I was thinking about something when you were doing that. So, but anyway, go ahead. No, yeah, one of them is right here behind me. But anyways, this is so good too. And, and I hope that people didn't miss this. He said, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. Okay. So I'm going to pause it right there. What he's saying is, if the Holy Spirit wasn't present in the life of our church, we would still continue to go on with all the things we do because that's what we associate ministry with is because we do. what we do, and no one would notice. And he says, but if the Holy Spirit would have been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop and everyone would notice. Is that right? Because I lost my life. Everybody would have known the difference. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're correct. All I had so, was 95% would stop. So— Think about that statement, though. The Holy Spirit was there at the first church, and it really dictated what they did. But does the Holy Spirit really dictate what we do today? Are we just doing programs and stuff and spinning plates and doing what we've been taught and doing church things, religious things, God things, but yet the Holy Spirit's really not in charge of us? Right. Because, um, you know, I think if the Holy Spirit's in charge of us, sometimes I don't— I don't think the Holy Spirit's going to have us keep doing the same thing year after year after year after year. Do you get my point? Yeah. Like we've been doing this for the last 25 right. years. Is that Holy Spirit, uh, infested led, right. or is that, yeah, led or is that what I want to do? Right. And let's just hope the Holy Spirit or, gets on I board. I mean, and, and I can, man, step on my own toes here. Sometimes we do things the way we've always done them because it's convenient. Convenient it's and comfortable and easy. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm guilty of that. sometimes. Well, that's what I said at the beginning. I said, I think sometimes we're nervous if the Holy Spirit shows up. He's going to ask him to, he's going to ask us to do something that we're uncomfortable with or we just don't want to do. But you know, that's the point. Exactly. That's the point to turning the world upside down. That's why the first church in the, in the book of Acts was so effective and why they did turn the world upside down and their world was because they were Holy Spirit led and did what the Holy Spirit asked them. Yeah. I mean, um, and yeah, I mean, you look at that. And it's not like the Holy Spirit was asking them to do easy things. It said, you know, they sold their possessions. Mm-hmm. I think some of them sold their houses. They, they, they got rid of stuff so they could give the money to the poor so that they could use it to help other people out. That's so, let me, so let me ask you a question. Inconvenient. If I needed, you know, something paid and I really didn't have the money, would you sell your $700 watch to help me out? Okay. It's not a $700 watch, but yeah, if you needed it, sure. And how would you keep track of your battery in your body? I guess I just go back to the way I was where I just feel it. Cause here's the deal. I don't feel like my battery is at 20 some percent. What do you feel like it's at? 70. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> He's like, first of all, 
It wasn't seven hundred. It was five. <laughs> it was it was four fifty. But anyways, okay. but anyway, all joking aside. Yes. Uh, but you're right. They would sell their things. They would do these. The, the, it was it was more. What would and, and we're not talking socialism here. What we're talking about. This is Holy Spirit led. Right. So everybody's taken care of. It's kind of like when somebody was in need, it was taken care of. Correct. They also they were also were breaking bread. They were fellowshipping yes. together and they were praying together. And a lot of the aspects that that church have, we don't have today. Correct. Because we don't fellowship a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we fellowship, but it's not like what it should be. Right. We pray, but a handful of people show up with that. Right. Uh, we pray at church, but really is that what it's all about? I think these people were actually praying uh, for right. one another. Uh, they were breaking breads. They were meeting in each other's homes. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we don't do that now. And I think that's important too. And, and, you know, we, I've been convicted of that. We get so busy with our lives that it is important to, um, fellowship outside of the, the walls of the church. Yep. Um, we had a couple over on, um, on Friday evening for dinner and we, sorry, I was busy that night. You actually were. I really was. You would have been. I was gone. <laughs> we would have been more than happy to have had you up it. as well. And you all, you all, you all actually do a good job at this one. So. Um, but you know, we, we, I don't feel like we do because I would love to. I, you know me. I love to host. I love to cook for people. But bigger. than I that, love for you to host. I love when you cook for me. There so. you go. But but the, but I love the conversations that come sitting around the dinner table too. Yeah. You know that's something that we do every night as a family because I think it's that important. But um, but it is important for us to spend time with members of the body. You know, over over a meal. Right. And we we sat down, we had food together, the kids ate at the bar, the adults ate at the table, and then we shoved the kids in the living room, said, go watch TV, and we sat around and played Mm Uyghur, you know, for a bit. And the girls beat the guys, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, anyways. Um, But it was good. And that's what, you know, as I read that that New Testament church in Acts, you know, it's yeah, I'm sure they were, you know, maybe not playing Uyghur. Right, right. But they they weren't they weren't um it wasn't staunch and, and regimented either. I'm sure there were times right. of, you know, playing games or, or having, you know, conversations like, you know, you and I do over right. coffee sometimes. Exactly. And then there were the other times where it's hey, you know, let's pray together, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. you know, let's let's study together, let's grow together. Right. And I think it's important. Um but that's that's where, you know, relationships are built. Right. You know, they can't just happen in an hour on a Sunday. No, morning. it's almost impossible because yeah. you're going in. You're, you, you guys are we're running from one into the other. So. Right. Um, I, I love the book of First John, and um, mm-hmm. it's, it reminds me of a lot of James. I don't know if it reminds you of that, but it reminds it me a lot of James because I think John does a very good job of kind of repeating certain things and certain ideas, and just he, he has a way of just. I, I think he's wanting you to get the point, yep. and he's really writing to Christians. To be honest with you. And the way I the way I term him with James is that James is always kind of like, you know, we've always said James is kind of like what? Know the word and do the word. And John's kind of the same thing. Yeah, right. He's kind of like everything is based upon God, his spirit and, and the word of God. So um, but um, if you if you look at Jesus in his life. And you know that John was one of the disciples of, of Jesus. And so um, Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen to him. And he's been talking to the disciples, and he's been telling them what's going to happen. And Jesus knows he's going to be crucified, he's going to be buried, he's going to be raised from the dead, and then he's going to go back into heaven. But the disciples are really, is it me, or do you, when you read this, the disciples aren't convinced that this is what's going to happen, or they're at least maybe just unsure. denying it. Yeah. Like, I don't want this to happen. So they're not ready to, to deal with what Jesus wants them to deal with. So if you go back and you look at John chapter 14, verse 18, Jesus tells them this, No, I will not abandon you as orphans, I will come to you. 
So Jesus is telling them, he's like, he goes, I'm going to leave you, but yet I'm going to come to you. So how in the world does that work? And then Jesus explains it in John 14, verses 25 uh, through 27. He um, he tells them this. He says, when the Father... When the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, which is important, he will teach you everything, and he will remind you of everything that I've told you. And I love this part. This is one of my favorite parts of this verse. I'm leaving you with a gift. Again, it's kind of like what we talked about last week, and it's the, you have to tap into this. I'm leaving you with a gift. What is it? Peace, Peace of, of mind, mind and heart. And how do you get that? You get that through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, and the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. Oh. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. That word of Jesus not only is spoken to the disciples, but that transcends time and space. Mm-hmm. And it lands right here in this room and on whatever you're listening to right now as we're talking. That Jesus is telling you, look, I'm giving you a gift. Right. It's peace. It's peace of mind in its heart. If you're looking to the world, you're never yeah. going to get it. And I think that, you know, there's a reason, not that this is kind of off topic here, but, you know, there's a reason why he words it like that, of peace of mind and heart. You know, the Bible talks quite often about the mind and the heart being connected. Well, yeah. You know, and so he's like, I'm going to give you peace of mind and and heart. But, you know, there's so much you did. a I felt like you did a really good job um, with this topic. You know, the Holy Spirit's not an easy topic to talk about um, <clears throat> because I think a lot of people are kind of, you know, Weary of it and and confused and whatnot, Um, but there's you know there even so much more that you could have went into. Oh yeah, Um, but you know I love that you know and and you talked about it later on. We'll get to it, but just you know when Jesus tells his disciples that you know hey this has to happen, right? Like it's better for me to leave. It's better for me to not be here with you. And I'm sure they're like, what are you talking about? Like we want you here. Isn't it best for you to be with us? And he's like, no, because the Father's going to send you something better. Right. Like. What's better than you? Well, yeah, and, and and that's exactly what we think because, um, you know, it's like um, I'm sure they're thinking, wait a minute, we got you, Jesus, but now we're not going to have you and we're going to have this thing called right. the Holy Spirit. What in the world are you talking about? And um, so – and I think that we have a tendency to think like that too. I think we have right. a tendency to think, well, if I had Jesus here, my life could be totally different. You know, I could be better at absolutely everything. And um, I, um, I don't know um, – why I think that way or why we would think that way, because you're right. Jesus is telling us it's not better um, that way. So what I did is I tried to break it down into a couple, you know, a few different areas is helping us understand or understanding the spirit. And, and I wanted us to see that, you know, first of all, that it's God in spirit form. And right. um, I think everybody agrees because we've been told this, you know, from the Christmas story that uh, Jesus is God in the flesh. Yes. So I think we all agree with that. Right. There's no doubt of that. But the Holy Spirit is God in spirit form. So I know that's a little harder to believe, but if we believe that Jesus is God in the flesh, don't you think we would believe that the Holy Spirit is God in spirit form? Yes. So Jesus um, says this in John fourteen sixteen, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Leave you. Yeah. I love that. Um, I brought up, I'm not a Greek scholar. I can only be a Greek scholar when I actually look things up. Right. So um, I'm with you. I brought up uh, a couple. I brought up. Um, I brought up the Greek language where there were two different words for another, and the first word is heteros, which means something of another kind, and the next word is alos, which means the very same kind. And Jesus is using the word alos because he's saying 
it's me. It's the very same thing as me. It's exactly like me. So the Holy Spirit is literally me in you. So this is, I know it's hard to grasp, but this is where you have to take the leap. Right. This is the leap that you have to take to understand that this is really the absolute truth of what of what Jesus is telling you. Jesus says in John sixteen seven, um, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. Mm-hmm. I asked this question yesterday before I jumped in the next point. I said, if you could choose between Jesus and the Holy Spirit, what would you choose? Guaranteed everybody's thinking Jesus. Man, that's... And I think you're right. You know what? I thought about that um, yesterday when you asked that question. It's like, I think for me, like if I'm just going to be vulnerable, I would say Jesus. So you're like the disciples. And the reason is, is because I feel like, <laughs> and, and this is this is the big... <sighs> The big rub or, or or whatever there where it's 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 tough for us to get mentally over that and and um and to take that leap you if you've got jesus there physically mm-hmm. if i've got jesus there physically he's going to be there physically to spur me on to encourage me to lead me to guide me in the right direction but on the flip side if i have the holy spirit there the Holy Spirit's going to lead me and guide me and do the exact same thing that Jesus would do, but I have to tap into that. I have to be intentional about following the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me in my life because there's nothing physical there to to guide me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I think that's the that was the rub with the disciples. They're like, well, what do you mean? You, it's better for you to go. Like, no, we want you physically here because you know. And let's let's face it, you know, those guys were they they became leaders, right? But they were followers, right? You know, they followed Jesus everywhere. If Jesus said, "Hey, get on this boat and row across there in the middle of the night," exactly. What did they do? They, they did, did it. it. Um, but what if the Holy Spirit said that to you? Are you are you sure? Is that what you're saying? Is that really? Maybe the Holy you... Spirit speaks to you more than what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I didn't bring this up yesterday. If I can remember what I was going to say now. Um, sorry. I went on it. No, no, no. No, that was really good. I was, um, do you think that when we are in the middle of our life, and let me, let me put it this way. Do you think the more that we do wrong, say the more that we give into a sin, the more that we say, um, you know, somebody is addicted to, um, you know, uh, something sexual or pornography or we're addicted to drugs or we're addicted to, uh, I don't know, whatever. We're addicted to gossip, dis- d- uh, pride, what, whatever. Coffee. Coffee, whatever. So we're addicted to this, this stuff. The more that we give into that, the less you hear the spirit's conviction. Mm. What do you think? I, because you're not you're you're I understand that we're gonna slip and we're gonna fall. For sure. But when you do slip and you do fall, there's a conviction with that, am I right? Correct. Yeah. And sometimes you make the decision to slip and fall even though you were convicted prior. Exactly. Am I right? Yep. Been there, done that. But what if it's a slip and a fall and you don't feel the conviction and you didn't feel prior? Mm. Is the spirit now turning you over to Allowing you to do because you've shut it out? I don't know. I think this personally, 
I think the spirit's still there, but I think we tune it out. Years ago, I saw this skit that somebody did, and um, it was this guy. It looked like Jesus following this guy around. And so, you know, it shows him like going to church and, you know, reading his Bible and mm-hmm. Jesus is like hovering over top of him. And, um, so all of a sudden, you know, it's, it, it goes through a bunch of stuff. He's at work and, um, you know, they start talking bad about something and, you know, Jesus puts his hand on the guy's shoulder. I think I've, I've seen this. Seen this. Yeah. And the guy doesn't get involved in it. Somebody's at church and somebody's gossiping about somebody. And Jesus puts his hand on him and he doesn't, he kind of walks away. So anyway, he's back at home and all of a sudden he gets a phone call and he's like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. I'm going to, I'll look forward to it. Yeah. Do I need to bring anything? No, just show up. Okay. Awesome. I'll, I'll be there. Whatever else. So he's getting ready to walk out the door and he stops and he turns around and he's like, you can't go with me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus just stands there and puts his hand on the shoulder. He's like, no, this is, you, you can't go with me this time. And so he's like, you have to stay here. So he's getting ready to walk out the door and Jesus is just like walking with him. He's like, I said, you can't go with me. And he backs Jesus up to this like wooden thing and he takes his hands and he nails him to the beams again. Mm. And that's how the skit ends. And I'm like, he's going to some place he shouldn't go and yeah. he doesn't want Jesus with him. That's the same thing when we have the Holy Spirit with us. Mm-hmm. It's not even that we don't have Jesus over top of us. Right. We have the Holy Spirit with us. So it's, and it's almost like we turn that off. We turn it off. Yeah. But like I said yesterday, you can't turn the spiritual off from your daily life if you're a follower of Christ. And this is where this is where you have to take a leap. Mm-hmm. This is a big, huge leap that people don't really uh, think about. So, man, even just listening to that skit—that's in the words of Marty McFly—that's heavy. That is pretty heavy. Yeah. I know, right? And do um, you know what else is heavy? That watch. Actually, it's not. It's light. It looks heavy, and it's priced heavy. Mm-hmm. Number two, God and you are jealous. Best. I think you're jealous. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got my old Garmin watch. I could give it to you. It's got that that nice yellow band on it. Pink. You would see it as pink. You know. As you would know, I don't wear watches. I see that. Yeah. I just don't wear any jewelry. I'm he doesn't not wear, like Sammy Davis Jr., bro. Um, Craig doesn't wear watches. He comes and goes as he pleases. Time is <laughs> time is not his master. Time, time is not my master, and I don't. I don't. What time is it? I don't care. <laughs> I just got to make sure I'm here at Sunday morning. That's the only time that matters to me. Right. <laughs> time is not my master. <laughs> Number two, God in you is best, and um, you know, I, I I do think what we've been talking about that you know we think well, if Jesus was here with me right now, I'd be more focused, and you know, I'd be a better person, and I think yeah. this is where I brought up yesterday. You know, I I would even be better driving down Route Four when I'm going 70 miles an hour. And you like you brought that you you, you threw me under I the bus, help, bro. I couldn't help it. I heard that, and I heard you say going down Route Four 70 miles an hour, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have fun with this. So as soon as Jeff got done with announcements, I stepped back up and I said, well, before we close out with this last song, I said I just want to address something. I said I've always wondered how I can pull out of my driveway and there not be anybody coming down the road down Route Four. And within seconds, someone is on my, my tail. I said, now I know it's Craig going 70 miles an hour down route four. <laughs> I should have said 60. <laughs> yeah, you should have because I hear that you caught flack for that. I did catch flack. Yeah. Like who goes 70 down route four? And I'm like, you do what I do. So. A ton of people. I, I, can, yeah, I can vouch for that. A way of people passing us the other day is like, Leave earlier. Where are you going? Right. Anyway, sorry. God in you is best. Exactly. And, you know, and we always think if Jesus was here right now, we'd be more focused. But here's the thing. He is here. 
He's right here with you and me yeah. right now. He's inside of us. Yeah. When we came into this building, we brought him here with us. When I get in my truck, he's, I'm going to take him with me. When I wherever I go today, I'm taking Jesus with me, and so are you, because that's that's actually better that Jesus is inside of me. It means He takes control of me. Everything I kept having a why well, first service I was sitting there and you were talking through this this point and and everything and I kept having um, the old hymn, He lives, um, go through my head. You know, oh, yeah. he lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's merry narrow way, way narrow. narrow way, merry um, way, merry way, merry and narrow, wherever. Anyways, um, but, you know, he lives within, within my, heart. my heart. And I thought, oh, man, that's that's exactly what that hymn is talking about. It, you right. know, he does live right in Holy Spirit form right. within right. me. Exactly, one hundred percent. And he does live in my heart. Mm-hmm. He lives in my mind. He lives mm-hmm. in every aspect of of who I who I am. Second Corinthians one twenty one and two, it says, "It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand for Christ. He has commissioned us, and He has identified us as His own by placing what the Holy Spirit in our hearts. He lives in us, right? Mm-hmm. As the first installment that guarantees everything that He has promised us." Mm. That's a good verse, isn't it? Yes, it is. So we're going to fast forward a little bit, and I did this yesterday. Jesus has gone back into heaven. Sadly, all the disciples have been murdered. They've been killed. All but, all but, all John. but John. And um, he's the last living disciple. And here's the thing I absolutely am flabbergasted by when I when I read this. John is now experiencing what Jesus Christ was talking about, the Holy Spirit. Jesus was talking about it when he was with right. them. And now, years later, John is... Um, actually knowing that the Holy Spirit is leading him. So I'm going to read off several verses here, which is really good. So first John 2.20, the Holy One has given you his spirit and all of you know the truth. First John 2.27, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he what? He, he lives, lives within, within you. Um, feel free to read one of these if you want. Okay. First, first John 3.24 said, and we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. I love that verse. Yeah. But this one is one of my favorite all-time verses. Would you agree? First John 4, 4. Very good. You belong to God, my dear children, mm-hmm. and you've already won the victory over those people. Mm-hmm. That means the world and everything that's yep. going to come to your way. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And I, mm. you, I, I believe that. Absolutely. But when things are going down, do I really believe that? Right. You know, and the, and the truth is, is it, you know, and it's, um, we have to cling tightly to that 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 verse that says the same spirit that swept through. Yep. What is it? Was that in Corinthians too? Yep. I think it was in Corinthians. Yeah. I think we're going to read it here shortly. Are we? Okay. But yeah, the same the same spirit that swept through the tomb, raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us. Yep. Jeremy Camp's got a a great song called um, "Same Same God" or "Same Spirit." I think it's "Same God." Okay. Um, but just it's, it's talking about that. Well, first John four thirteen, uh, God has given his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Mm-hmm. And and I said yesterday, this is as real as real is gonna get. This is the facts of life, this is reality, and this is the truth. Because yeah. you you turn on the radio today, you can turn on the news. I mean, you can watch Fox News all day long, CNN or whatever you want to watch, and you're not gonna get the news. You're not gonna no. get the facts, you're not gonna get the truth. The only truth you're gonna get is found in the Bible. So here's mm-hmm. the truth, and you this is some of you are gonna probably take a leap, that the Spirit of God lives in you. Mm-hmm. And this is the spirit, like you said, has raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the power you have. So that brings us to number three, the spirit lives in you. And, and, and everybody needs to understand that every Christian gets the gift of the Holy Spirit. Nobody's left out on this. 
And, um, you know, you might say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't think I have the Holy Spirit. No, you got the Holy if Spirit. You've been you, baptized. You got yeah. the Holy Spirit. So, um, yeah, and I, and I love this. And, and this, you know, when we, when we give the, the confession of faith, when we baptize somebody and we, you know, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of their sins and for the gift of the Holy Spirit, right. this is where, this is where that comes from. Exactly. Yeah. And so point number three is the Spirit lives in you. I, I love this because Peter is preaching. On the day of Pentecost, and, and you know they're there. They received the Holy Spirit, and that that had to have been a sight. Had to be a sight. But you also know when you, when he's preaching, this is not a, he's he's hard, right? He's he's telling these people that you killed Jesus Christ, exactly. And um and so it says this. It says Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins. And turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There you go. Then once you repent and then you are baptized. Exactly. And, and here's here's the thing. For the forgiveness of your sins. And you know, you're gonna, yeah, we read a few minutes ago the spirit that, you know, that lives in us is, is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The spirit who lives in the world, Satan... Here's what he has taken the culture. Here's what he has taken everything in the world to, to convince us. Satan wants us to think, you know, say we, we were to read this and change it. You know, Peter replied, each of you must um, continue to live your lives as you are, and then you can and be baptized and yeah. whatever. It, it, it doesn't. They don't want you to repent of your sin. They don't no. want you to acknowledge that what you're no. doing is wrong. Satan doesn't want you to think there's no, no. there's wrong. Not at all. He's like, yeah, you know what? God loves you. God right. loves you where you are, and he he. You just continue to be you because God made you that way. Exactly. No, that's not true. Each of you must repent of your sins mm -hmm. and turn to God. That means turning away from. What the world wants and what your sins and what you want to do, you, your life. yes, your natural tendencies, and turning to God, and then once you're baptized, you baptize for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then we're told three thousand people were baptized, and guess Ooh. what? Three thousand people got this Holy Spirit uh, right inside of them. I'm telling you, like, <sighs> you ever thought about like in heaven? Do you think there's like? projector screens where they can go back and where God will show us events. Nothing is impossible. With like God. I'd love to see the flood, uh, the burning bush, Moses and the burning bush. I'd like to see that. Um, David and Goliath. What kind of popcorn do you think they have in heaven? Oh, to watch that. I bet they make it with bacon grease. I bet we don't even know what popcorn tastes like until we have pop exactly. heaven popcorn. But for me, like I want to see this day, you know, like <laughs> possum. Okay. Um, you know, the disciples, <laughs> Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, it, it descends on them like flaming tongues. Right. And then, you know, Peter preaches all this stuff. 3,000 people repent of their sins and are baptized. Yeah. And you know, one of the episodes that I would love to see played out, if, if I'm allowed to, is Jesus and the Pharisees going at it. Oh, my. I want to see Jesus actually his uh, demeanor in his words because his words, I tell you, that they guy's, harsh. they're harsh and he's not nice. I would like to see what he did because I guarantee you he's not, he's not nice about this. No. So I, I'd love to see that. How about when Jesus cleared the temple? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. That would be like a gladiator yeah, how about, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, God, just show me all the gladiator uh, How about clips. Moses going against Pharaoh? Yes. 
Just one of the mo- Moses oh. going against Pharaoh. I want to see Moses um, when he comes down off the mountain and they've um, built the idol. I, uh, oh, the golden yeah. calf. I want to see him going against Aaron. We are way off topic right now. Way off topic. Way off topic. The Holy Spirit led us. The Holy Spirit led us that way. But (laughs) so if you have confessed Christ and you've repented of your sins and you've been baptized and you have his forgiveness and you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 239. I love this. It says, and this is a promise to you and your children and to those, um, far far away. away. And all who have been called by the Lord are God. So I have a question that I ask. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you? And I think that's a very important question because you have to allow. You're the one that holds yeah. him back because he wants to dominate. But if you don't let him, he's not going to take over. Right. So this is what you have to do. It's like, um, say you you show up at my house, okay, and you walk up the steps onto my porch. You ring my doorbell. I look out the window and I'm like, "Hey, Allie, Craig's here." And then I go back and I sit down and I like turn the TV on and I watch TV. I actually think that happened one time. It might have. <laughs> And you're just where you at? You're standing there on the porch, and maybe you ring the bell again. I look out the window. I don't even get up this time because I can see you through the window. It's like, oh, Craig's still here. Awesome. And I keep going, but I don't let you in. Like I can't enjoy your fellowship. Right. I can't make you coffee. Oh, that'd um, be terrible. It would be terrible for you. I could drink more coffee. Exactly. He's drinking um, coffee without me. Right. <laughs> and so. It's no different with the Holy Spirit. Right. Like we have to, we have to make the effort to let the Holy Spirit right. into our lives. We have to open the door, and and be accepting of of that power. Right. And that that's the 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 truth is we have to understand that it is a power. Um, right. You know, and, and so it's it's something we have to act on. Wow, that's a good analogy. Just You're came, like Dwight Moody. Just came to me. Deal. Oh, deal. Dwight. Yeah, he said this was a good quote too. He says, why do you have to pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because we leak. This is true. That's why we need God's fresh guidance every day. We leak. Do you leak? leak? Absolutely. I leak. Mm -hmm. I've leaked before. It's not fun to leak. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we need that because God has given us all the spirit we'll ever need. But if we're not tapping into it, like opening the door for that to happen, like you just said, uh, then you're doing it all on your own. You can't. You can't receive what God's going to to give you. Right. So, I mean, there might be people listening now, people who were at church yesterday, including you and I. You know, you might be struggling. You might be struggling mm-hmm. with a sin in your life, and you keep trying to get this thing under control. And it's like you're big on this big, huge rat wheel, but you just can't seem to get it under control. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about it is, is that I think if you're a Christian and you've been a Christian for a while, you don't really need somebody to tell you what you need to do because you already know what you need to do. Right. And so, um, you just have to access the Holy, access the Holy Spirit and let Him give you the strength and the power to get over that. Now, I know a lot of people are like, how do I do that? You let go. And I'm telling you, this is the hardest thing you're ever going to do because you want to be in control of everything in your life. And you feel like you have a right to be in control, but you're not the owner of you. God is the owner of you. So here's the thing. You can't fix yourself. You can't fix anybody else. You can't make yourself do the right thing in your own strength and power. It'll never happen. Mm -hmm. And um, so I love this verse in Romans 826. It says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Mm hmm. And we have to remember that. Exactly. And that's where you tap into the power. That's where you give it to God. That's where you say, God, I can't do this by myself. I'm not going to do this one more second. And and maybe you have to tap into it every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's every day. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, but you have to tap into that power in the middle of your weakness. Yeah. And, well, and I think, too, on the flip side of that, you didn't you talk about this, but um, 
I think the Holy Spirit helps us in our strengths too. 100%. So often we're like, ah, I've got this. This is this is one of my strengths. I'm good at this, and we try to handle it on ourselves. But what would happen if we allowed the Holy Spirit to to help us in our strength? Right, He's going to sharpen if, us and make us stronger. What instead of you instead of you have that watch? What if you had a Holy Spirit watch? I was wondering if I could get download a widget from Garmin that was like a Holy Spirit battery. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my Holy Spirit battery is at seventy eight percent. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, if not, man. maybe I can make one. I don't know how you it could fit. charge people eight hundred dollars for it. Like you bought awesome. that one. Was that, was, buy, eight, was that eight hundred or nine? It was six. Okay, six thousand. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I still think you're jealous. I'm very. Yeah, you have no idea how jealous. <laughs> so, what if you don't tap into the power of the Holy Spirit? Then what? I came up with four things. If you don't tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, here's what happens: you become self righteous. Yeah. You said yesterday that's kind of where the Pharisees were. And it's a horrible place to be. Mm-hmm. Am I right? It's mm-hmm. an absolute terrible place to be. And, uh, because, um, it's, it's done on our own power. Everything. We're, we're yeah. very judgmental. We're, we're unforgiving. We're prideful. We're arrogant. Mm-hmm. We, it, the religion is a bunch of do's and it's don'ts. It's almost like and, we make the rules. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got to follow this or don't do that. You're expected to do this. It's, it's a very self-righteous yeah. thing. Galatians 3, 3, Paul writes, how foolish can you be after starting your new lives in Christ? Why are you now trying to become perfect on your own human effort? Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 it's just so impossible to do that. Yeah. The and, second, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Yeah. The second thing, um, if we don't tap into the Holy Spirit, you said we have a guilt ridden religion, right? And, um, John three seventeen. We know John three sixteen very well. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. But then three seventeen says, God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. Exactly. Now people may read this and be like, "Oh, see, God doesn't judge yet." Read John three sixteen exactly, and then read John three seventeen exactly. As long as you're living and breathing, and Jesus hasn't parted the sky on the return uh-huh. trip, guess what? Everybody still has a chance to come to him. Exactly. Um, you know, but you know, a lot of people live in a guilt ridden religion. You yeah. know, they live in their past. They live in their past mistakes. They yep. every, everything they do wrong. They, they, they weigh heavy. You can, you, you can't live like that. Uh, number right. three is influenced by false teaching. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem today. And it is getting worse. And it's not just the world. It's the church. Absolutely. I mean, literally, it's the church. I mean, we've had people. Um, over the last four years, leave here so mad because um, leave RCC because they didn't like what we said. But I, all I'm doing is t- telling you what the Bible yeah. says. Yeah. But people love listening to the false truths of the world, and so they're like, "Well, you're too political. You're too this." No, I'm telling you what God's word says, and you're not right. following. If politics God's word goes against God's yeah. word, then it's it's not political. It's yeah. biblical. You know, it's like gay marriage. People are like, "You know, you're hard on that." Well, yeah. So. So is God on Judgment Day. Exactly. So I, I don't know what we're talking about here. I mean, right. either you believe this or you don't. So, um, but um, the thing that um, it was like that in John's day too, though. Right. First uh, John two twenty six and seven. I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you've received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, and you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Holy Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is what. True. True. 
It's not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Mm. Now, the problem in John's day was Gnosticism, and Gnosticism is mystical stuff. But they kind of separated their, like, let me put it in terms like this. They separated their uh, religious life or their God life from their world life. There were two different things. Yeah. And that's kind of what we do today. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Christ, I know people specifically who do that. Yeah. They'll go party it up and live with whoever they want and sleep with whoever they want. But when they're at church, they're doing the church thing. Folks, that's Gnosticism. Right. Right. That, that's, that's not following God. No. Nope. That's not following God because you're, you're, you're being dictated nope. by what you want to do instead of what the Holy Spirit and God wants you to do, um, in your life. So, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, if I want to do this, leave me alone. This is between right. me and God. Exactly. Well, it's going to be between you and yeah, God. And that's, that's sad. It's a sad place to be. But the, you know, it's, it's even more sad for me, I think, that there's so much false teaching, um, that's coming from the church, right. from people who, um, who have been reputable. And then all of a sudden, they're not. They're not. Uh, remind me to tell you something later about something else I saw, but okay. Anyways, that about Amy Grant officiating a gay marriage. No, this one's Alistair Begg. This one may surprise you a little bit. Yeah. Oh, please tell me no. I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. I watched a video, but yeah, no. Amy Grant, we've known, has been woke and and weak and wimpy and all that fun stuff for a long time. Um, but yeah, she officiated. I didn't realize. I knew she was hosting a wedding. For her, her gay niece, right? I have something. Uh, yeah, something. Gay like family that. member. And, um, but apparently Craig texted me the other day. He was like, Hey, did you see that Amy Grant officiated that wedding? I wasn't surprised. I haven't, yeah, mm. not liked Amy Grant. She for needs a Holy really Spirit watch. She needs sure. the Holy Spirit watch. And so here's the thing this applies to Amy Grant. This applies to you, me. Um, you can't separate. You can't separate your weekly life from your spiritual life of what God wants you to do. You you can't separate what God's word has said already as a sin mm-hmm. and say that it's not. You just can't do right, that. Right. And I don't care who it goes against. I don't care if it's a mom, a dad, a grandparent, a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, another church member. If it goes against the word of God, then it's just not right. Correct. Now, I'm not talking if you just slip and you fall and you sin, because everybody's oh, going to do that. Oh, absolutely. We all. I'm talking if this is yeah. a d- decision that you've made. Your, I'm deciding to go against what God has already judged as sin. Yes. So, And there's, yeah, there's a huge, and, and that's what we have to understand. There's a huge difference. You, you said it. We all have sin in our lives. We've right. all messed up. We're, we're going to mess up. Um, you know, hopefully the more we tap into the Holy Spirit, the less we, we sin, the less we fall. Uh, but there's a huge difference between sinning, being a sinner, right, and living in sin. Exactly, living in sin is is that mindset of you know what God's going to forgive me no matter what, and He just He gets me. <laughs> there it goes back to that stinking He gets right. us thing. I'm tired of seeing those commercials. But well, God gets me. God made me this way. God wants me to be happy. Right. Um. You know, and and those are lies that the culture that Satan through the culture. Is, right. is feeding into right people, and it's just simply not true. And so that's why it's important to it's come terrible. back to what the truth exactly. And the fourth thing is truth comes through information. Galatians five twenty five. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. 
Yeah, and so you can't say, "Hey, I come to church, but I do this during the week." You gotta you you have to you have to not listen to the world because the world's agenda is to really say there's no absolute truth, no absolute morality, there's no God. Right. It's to lead you totally away from that. So you can get to what we've already talked about. There's no sin. Right. Everything's up for grab. If you can say there's no sin, then there's no reason that Jesus needed to go to the cross, 100%. and there's no reason to yep. worry about this. This is the big lie that Satan perpetrates upon yep. humankind, and people buy into it all the time, mm-hmm. yep. and it's getting worse. And the Bible tells us in the last days, perilous times will come. He's not talking about the culture of the world. He's talking about the church of right. Jesus Christ, exactly. and I'm seeing it. I've seen it played out since 2020, and I, I've been saying this for four years. Um my heart's heavy. Yeah. And my heart's heavy, heavy. The, I'm saddened by the people who have left our church because they, they just can't agree mm-hmm. and they can't see. And so it's um, because, you know, scripture goes against something or, or whatever. And so it saddens me. Yeah. You know, I, I have that. What's the old saying? Um, how's your mood? It's like cloudy with a chance of tears. Yeah. Um, that's the way I feel when I hear that. I mean, my heart breaks for the Christian community and um and how they're being misled yeah. by the culture on these cultural issues like abortion or homosexuality or gay marriage or LGBTQ or no males no females or whatever whatever's going on it yeah. just breaks my heart it just breaks my heart so so I asked the question how do we live by the spirit we pray daily yep and we have to pray daily got to ask for you know a uh, you got to ask for the spirit to help you make the decisions that you need to make every single day in, in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Psalm 145 verse 18, the Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, all who call upon him in truth. And so we need yeah. that. But here's something that I've learned and tell me if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. I've learned that you can do the work of God without the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And how sad is that? Mm-hmm. You can come to church yep. and never hear the spirit of God or, or feel the spirit of God in, in your life. And that's a problem. And um, that's why we need to surrender ourselves. And that leads us to the second thing. We have to empty, empty. ourselves. Yep. This is like picturing a dump truck and dumping everything out yep. and allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and, and get and give you what you need. This is so hard for us yep. to do. Yep. And that's what, you know, Jesus said in Matthew six thirty three: seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Boom. Yeah. That's at least the second, maybe the third time we've used that verse in the first four weeks. Is it really? Yeah, I know I used it. Really? And that's, I feel like maybe you've used it twice now. Oh, there's no doubt that yeah. I, I probably have because, I mean, it's a good, um, it's a good, um, yeah, good verse. How about Dallas Willard? Oh, man, this was such a, you know, you thought that, I thought the Dwight Moody um, quote was really yeah. good. This this quote right here is so good, and you and you read it the first time, and I had read it, but when you read it, when I heard it, I thought, oh man, that's that's so good, good and so true. Dallas Willard said, "The filling of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that the believer gets more of the Holy Spirit, but rather the Holy Spirit gets more of the believer." <laughs> wow. That's good stuff right there. Very good stuff. That is super, super good. So we take a leap in the Holy Spirit. So take a leap in the Holy Spirit and give the Holy Spirit a chance to work in mm-hmm. your life. Tap into it. Allow, allow him to work in your life like you've never seen before. Because I'm telling you, if you can believe that he is Jesus Christ living inside of you, totally change your life. Absolutely. Totally change who yeah. you are. Uh, so. Great stuff. Great reminder. Yeah. Looking forward to next week. We'll be talking about a soft heart. We are. And um, the following week... I'm still working on it, but um, we're going to be talking about our mind and um, and some. It's going to be a little bit more heavier than 
what we are. So buckle up. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Why are things so heavy in the future? What's wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> so it's a little, a little, some uh, things coming up. If there's still time, if you haven't already RSVP'd for the All Church Potluck, uh, it's going to be this Sunday, February 4th at 5 o'clock, uh, 530. And, uh, hope you guys come. Hope you bring somebody with you. Uh, church is providing the meat and the drinks and the plates and napkins, all those good things. All you need to do, if you already haven't, is to sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign up. Mm-hmm. Let us know how many is going to be attending. Bring a covered dish. Bring a couple covered dishes, and let's enjoy each other's company, right? That'll be fun, right? Um, and then what we believe class is coming up. Uh, that is on March the 3rd, 10th, and 17th at 10.30 at the 10.30 hour on Sunday mornings. Uh, it's going to run for three weeks. If you've never been to it or if you're new, I encourage you to go to that. You're going to learn a lot about what we believe as a Christian church. Um, so I hope you guys do that. Again, you can go to our website. You can sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign up. Yep. And then yesterday, Jeff Evans got up and gave us a little bit of information more about the parking lot. That'll be nice. The, the PLP. What's that mean? Parking lot project. Oh, there you go. So, um, as you know, the parking lot is dismal. It needs repaired. <sighs> yeah. Uh, we've got an estimated cost of right, right at a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And, um, and that's, that's, uh, just so you, if you're listening, so you know, that's to do things right. Exactly. Um, you know, that parking lot is 24, 25 years old. At least. Um, it's been patched and prodded. It's patched. It's been fixed. And it's to the point where like the holes are, are so bad that, like, I think we maybe lost a Volkswagen in there once. Well, I, I think I lost, I, I pulled my camper in there a couple summers ago and I lost my camper in there, so I had to dig it out, but right. yeah, yeah. And, and he doesn't have one of the little teardrop campers either. No, it's it a big one. <laughs> um, but you know, that, but that's to take and to grind up the existing concrete and to take it all the way down to level things out to, yeah. to make sure that foundation is yeah. good. And then, um, it's going to actually, um, increase the parking lot size as well. It's going to extend it back. Mm-hmm. And, and then we also are doing, uh, where we, where the fellowship doors are, yes. uh, fellowship hall the doors. That's the main there. entrance. Mm-hmm. We're doing a different, we're extending some concrete out. We're going to make that more of a, uh, inviting area as you walk in so that's all part of that project so um, if you want to give to that you can give to that like you give to everything else you, we have the safe here in the hallway on Sunday mornings uh, you can send a check to the church or you can give on going through our website at Givelify and there's an envelope um, for the yes parking lot yeah, so you and if you if you just drop a check I'm um, just in the memo um, put the parking, parking lot. lot project yeah parking lot project PLP PLP I like that that's right that sounds like good times yeah. It'd be nice. Everybody want to park there. That'd be fun. It would be. Yeah. It's a longer walk to our offices, though. It is, but it's a sweet, it'll be a sweet, sweet set for our cars, it'd, though. It'll be smooth. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. So, anything else? I don't think so. You're smoking, um, Pork possum butt. belly? Park for, possum um, belly, and uh, I'm going to do possum belly, um, burn ins. Nice. And um and I'm doing gonna do a couple pork butts. So we're gonna have some pulled pork sandwiches. And I know there's some other people that are bringing possum some shoulders as well. Good too. Possum shoulders, yeah. Oh man, I'd have to you make need the like rounds. three thousand possum I was shoulders. Say, I'd have to make the rounds to pick them up, but <laughs> right now Cindy Brown's gagging. <laughs> Don't let your mom listen, Cindy. Exactly. Just keep her away from us. Just keep exactly. her away. 
So, well, I hope you have a good week and hope you guys have a good week. And thank you guys for hanging in there with us and, uh, listening to our rhetoric and, um, to getting started and listening and understanding that Brandon now has a battery for his body. So this is awesome. And after dealing with you, I'm sure my battery health has dropped about. Check it real quick. Let's see where you're at. Let's see where I'm at. Here we go. 24. So you did drop a little bit. Yeah. It's it's stressful being in your presence. (laughs) You know, I've been told that a time or two. Right? Yep. I'm just kidding. Well, hey, thanks for being here. You too. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Thanks for the coffee. Hey, you're welcome. And the espresso. And the espresso. Espresso. Yes. But you guys have a great week, and we will catch you next week. (laughs) 